So this week I went to Target and I was picking up a couple of things. That was funny. I went to Target. Um, <laughs> I was picking up a couple of things and I'm walking through the aisles and I hear someone behind me say, you're about to be in a world of pain. Now, I'm bleeping out or leaving out a word that that person said. Um, you can probably guess it's the worst curse word imaginable he added to that sentence. And I just thought, it's a crazy person talking behind me. He's probably talking to someone else. And I just keep going, and someone says, I'm going to kill you. And I'm like, what? So I, I turn around, and I look at the guy, and, and he just has this crazy look in his eyes. And I said, what? I kind of just was like letting him know that I'm firm in my ground right now, that I'm not weak that I'm holding my ground right now, that you can't talk to me like that. And he looked absolutely crazy. And he said, I'm about to put you in a world of pain. And he's swearing up a storm now in Target. And he goes, do you drive a Jeep? And I was like, no, I don't drive a Jeep. Now, listen, listen, hear me out on this. I lied when I said that, but I didn't want him to go outside and start doing something to my Jeep. And so he's like, oh, all right. And so he just kind of mumbles. He swears, and he walks out of the store. And so I got a couple of things in my cart, and I'm like, I got to go see if this guy's messing up my car. And so I put down my stuff. I walk out of the building, and I, like I said before, I need to stand my ground. So I see him. He's just standing outside waiting for someone to come out. And I walk right up to him, and I said, are we going to have a problem? <laughs> and he got a little scared for a second. Like, and he goes, was it you that was laughing at me? in the gas station. He, now, he worked at a gas station that was right over there. And I said, no. And he says, is this your orange Jeep right here? And I said, no. And I was like, I'm so grateful that I didn't tell him I drove a Jeep because this confrontation would have happened in the middle of Target. At least we're yelling at each other outside of Target now. And he goes, all right, all right, no problem then. And I was like, dude, why don't you come down? Relax. Don't do something that you're going to regret. And he said, no, get out of my way. This is man business. Now, I found that kind of insulting. <laughs> Because a couple of seconds ago, he was a little nervous about me. I turned the crazy on him for a second. But he just had so much anger in his eyes that eventually I was like, all right, man, just, just really think about this. You don't want to get yourself in tr trouble. Is it really worth whatever happened? And he just started swearing at me again, and, and I just walked away. But this guy was so incredibly angry over something that I think was probably said at a gas station or a look that was given at a gas station. This guy was ready to fight someone over it. And over the next two weeks, we're going to be talking about vices, things that have a hold on our heart, that have a grip on our heart, that try to change us from the person that God wants us to be. And in this series, I want to talk about things that maybe we don't realize are as important as they really are. Or, you know, when people talk about vices, they always go to the big things, right? Like lust, pornography, drugs, things that seem um, just very over the top. But I think sometimes the things that we pass over as things that everyone struggles with are just as dangerous as those other things that I just listed and talked about. That these things can do so much damage to our heart when they have a really tight grip on it. And for some of you tonight, I'm going to talk about something that has a really tight grip on your heart. And it's changing the person that God wants you to be. And you need to hit this head on tonight. And it, I might offend you at some points tonight, but I promise you this is for your good. And we're going to look at some scripture in just a little bit. And, and the Apostle Paul is going to be really tough with us tonight. But if you see this, it will help you in so many ways. And so the vice that we're going to be talking tonight is about anger. Now, everyone in this room, if you're a human, you've experienced um, anger at some point or another. There was someone 
who pushed your buttons to the point where you wanted to explode. Um, Claudio is really good at that. I see him do that to people all the time. He just knows how to get under people's skin and make them angry. Maybe there's someone like that in your life who knows how to push all the right buttons. Maybe it's a parent for you. They say things to you that just make you go insane and you lash out in anger because of that. Or it's someone in school or it's a relationship or a friendship that you're in right now that always results with you lashing out in anger. Um, I was thinking about some things that make me really angry, and I realized as I was writing this message that a lot of you guys don't drive, but there are some of you, and this is one of the biggest things that makes me angry, is when I'm driving and someone decides that they're going to make a right turn, and I'm right behind them, into like a restaurant or a building, and they decide to go really, really slow as they're turning, and I'm stuck behind them. When you guys become drivers one day, I mean, this makes me crazy. I'm ready for road rage when that happens. Like, that just makes me nuts because I'm like, all right, can you turn a little bit faster? Like, I'm going 60 right now. I'm going to hit the back of you. Can you just turn? So that's one of my biggest pet peeves. Another thing that I hate is seafood. I just hate the smell of seafood. I wish it wasn't a real thing. Like, I don't get why people eat it. I think it smells horrible. Whenever I smell seafood, I just get angry. And I also hate black licorice. Those things just make me angry. I don't know why. If you like black licorice, I'm sorry, but you make me angry. Um, Now, the anger, when it comes to those things, sometimes has a tight grip on my heart. And for some of you guys, there's other things that really make you angry. And I was kind of joking with some of those things. But there are some real things that really make you guys angry tonight. Some people that really make you angry. And that grip is so tight on your heart. And it's doing so much damage to you. My dog is um, the best dog ever. And when she goes to the bathroom, she comes back inside. She's normally very excited. She feels like her new self has come. And, she's, and she just decides that she's going to run really fast in our small apartment. And she just like does circles on the carpet. And one of my favorite things to do to her when she's doing that is to grab her and hold her as tight as I can so she can't run around. Now, if you've seen my dog, she already looks like her eyes are going to pop out. But, 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 but when I do that, I... When I hold her tight like that, she looks like she's about to go insane, like she's about to bite me. Sometimes she does bite me when I do that, but I love to drive her crazy in that way, and I love to get that tight grip on her. And guys, anger has that grip on some of you guys tonight, and it's affecting every relationship that you have. And if you don't deal with this tonight, it will carry into your future. When some of you guys get married a couple years down the road, This is going to affect your relationship one day if you don't start dealing with this now in your life. It's affecting your relationship with your parents. Some of you guys can't hold down a friendship because anger always comes in between it. Because someone always does something to you, you get offended, and then you lash out in anger. It has so much damage to destroy the relationships in our lives if we don't take anger seriously. And for some of you guys, that switch just turns in you so quick. You go from a zero to a hundred in just a matter of seconds, right? And, and you are just furious. And you don't even know why sometimes. It could be the smallest thing that someone says to you or does to you, and suddenly you are just absolutely furious. Inside you are boiling. And tonight, the Apostle Paul is going to tell us why that is. When we don't even get why we're so angry sometimes. Sometimes when we're fuming at someone else when really they aren't even the main thing that we're angry at today. He's going to show us why all of this is happening inside of us. 
But anger makes so many of us think irrationally, right? I, I know that. Well, then when I'm really mad, that I, I don't see things straight. Kind of like that guy at Target. He wasn't seeing things straight in that moment. When I was in high school, I had a friend named Eric, and Eric was crazy. And one day we went to 7-Eleven, and uh, a guy had looked at him wrong as we were walking into 7-Eleven. Like, and I, I was right next to him, and I saw how the guy looked at him, and he really didn't look at him all that bad. He kind of took an extra second and sized him up a little bit. But the guy is walking in, and, and, and we're walking out, and Eric goes, all right, you guys get in the car real quick. I got to take care of this. And I go, Eric, please don't do this right now. He gets um, onto the roof of that guy's car and starts stomping on it. Now, we, this is in public right now, and he is just stomping, screaming at the guy in 7-Eleven. Savage, right? I think someone just said that, right? He, he is just stomping on that car. And the guy comes running out, and Eric jumps in the car, and, and we drive away. And I was like, dude, why did you do that? I was like, we could have got arrested. We could have gotten so much trouble. He said, the way he looked at me made me angry. I was like, dude, that, what are you crazy? Is that worth going to jail over, just that simple look? See, anger had a huge hold on Eric's heart. And it caused him to think irrationally. And sometimes we say things, right, when we're angry that we wish that we can get back. We do things when we're angry that we know are wrong and not pleasing to God. But that emotion overwhelms us, right? It, it just boils deep down. And we, and we have to pay that person back, right? We have to get them back for what they've done to us. And like I said, guys, <laughs> this is going to be so important because most people who are angry don't think it's their fault that they're always angry. Most people who are angry blame everyone else. They point the finger at everyone else and say, the reason why I'm acting like this is because of you and what you've done to me and how you've offended me and how you've hurt me. But here's what I want you to know. Anger isn't an issue of your circumstances. It's an issue of your heart. It's not, a, it's not about the circumstances and what that person's doing. It's an issue of something much deeper that's going on. It's about your heart. Anger opens our heart to hate, guys. I hope you see that tonight. That's part of the reason why you lash out on everyone. Why you carry that pain from home into school. Because that anger doesn't just stay anger. It turns into hate eventually. And that hate would love to flood your heart and take over all your relationships. It will push everyone away that you love. It will lead all of your relationships to suffering, to brokenness. They always go hand in hand, guys. Where there is hate, there is suffering. And you will suffer if you choose to keep going down this road and living this way. Now, see, some of you guys are saying, well, that's not me. But see, some of you guys treat your parents and you talk to your parents in such a way that is so unpleasing to God. And, and it is anger in your heart for something that they have done. And God wants to put an end to that tonight. That relationship can't keep going down that way. Because one day you will look back and you will regret the things that you've said and the things that you've done if you don't get a hold of this tonight. And so what's at stake is your future relationships. I have seen anger destroy families, guys. People get mad over the dumbest things, the, the most silliest things, and it destroys a family to where the parents don't talk to kids anymore, 
to where cousins and brothers no longer see each other for the holidays, all because that anger turned to hate. How, how silly is that, that we let this emotion do so much damage to all of our lives, guys? Some of you guys need to realize that this is you tonight. And as I'm saying this, everything in you is going, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't know how I was treated, what this person did to me. I deserve to be angry tonight. And if that's your attitude, here's what I promise you, is that you can stay angry, but it won't change anything. It will just make you suffer a lot more and just do more damage to the relationships in your life. And so we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 4 tonight, starting verse 26, and this is what it says. In your anger, do not sin. And Paul tells us something that should relieve some of us for a second. He says, all right, in the moments when you're angry, don't sin. So this is something that we're all going to feel. There are going to be those times where just that anger does boil up in us because we're humans, where we're flawed, we're broken. And there are going to be times where we feel that. But this is what he says. He says, all right, when you get that feeling, don't let it lead you to sin. When that is welling up in you, how do you react to that? Do you let it lead you to sin? Do you let it lead you to lash out? Because he's going to say that's a problem. That's not right. It's okay to feel anger sometimes. The Bible says that God feels anger sometimes. God feels anger towards sin. God hates sin. But when we let our anger turn us to sin, then there is a big problem. And if we're real tonight, when we get angry, it almost always leads us to sin. I know that is true of me. When I get angry, I have to lash back. I have to stand up for myself. I have to do this. I have to do that. But in those moments, I'm sitting when I choose to do that. I'm letting that anger get a tighter grip on my heart every single time I choose to sin in those moments. Now, a philosopher said this, and I love this. He says, if we're going to be angry and not sin, we must be angry at nothing but sin. So, when I first read this verse, I was like, all right, so how can I have that anger and not let it lead me to sin? And, and I love what this Christian philosopher said. He said, if you're, you're going to be angry and not sin, we must be angry at nothing but sin. So this is what you do in those moments. You look at that person who's making you angry, who, who is doing that wrong to you, and you don't get mad at that person. You realize and you look at it from God's perspective that that's a flawed and broken child of God who is sinful just like you. And you can have a choice in that moment to hate that person and lash out of that person, or you can choose in that moment, say that I hate that sin in that person's life, but I will not let it drive me to hate that person or be angry at the person. Yes, I hate what's happening, that's, that's happening in this moment, but I'm not gonna let it lead me to sin. I'm going to hate that sin that's happened in that moment, but not let it lead me to sin and start hating that person because of it. Let's go to this next verse. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. If you guys have been in church before, then you've, you've definitely heard this before. Pastors say this to married couples all the time, right? It's, Don't go to bed angry. When something has happened at home or at school that you should deal with it, 
before the next day happens, right? And, and basically, this is what Paul is saying. He's saying, don't let today's anger carry in to tomorrow. Now, why is it that this is such a big thing? Why do we have to deal with it in that moment? Two things. The first is because that anger, when we let it sit, it spreads. When we let anger sit, it spreads. I'll give you an example of this. Something really um, terrible happens in school, and someone does something really horrible to you, and you are just so angry at that person because what they said or did. What do you do? You lie in bed that night, and you think about it. You think about all the ways of how you're going to get back at that person, of what you're going to say tomorrow. You're going to phrase it perfectly. You're going to get them back in front of all their friends, and that anger spreads in your heart, and it grows. So when we let it sit, it festers in us. It grows inside of us. And that's why Paul is saying, you need to deal with this because it's only going to spread if you carry this into tomorrow. And here's the other reason why, guys. It's because sometimes we get angry and we let the next day come and that anger is still burning inside of us. And then another day happens and then a week passes and we're still angry, but we've forgotten why we're angry. We've forgotten the source of our anger. And when we do that, when that happens in our life, that's when we become people who are always on a short fuse. Is we're just constantly angry, where we're not fun to be around, and we don't even know why we're angry. We just feel like that's the way that we have to be because we've forgotten the source of our anger. And that's why you need to deal with it in those moments. Because if you don't, you will, anger will follow you from one season to a next season in your, in your life. And if you don't know the source, you will stay angry until you deal with it. And that's why it's so important that you don't let it keep going. That's why Paul says, deal with it before the sun uh, sets. And, and sometimes the, the, you're not going to be able to do that. But don't let it go from one season to the next. Don't let it go too long. Sometimes this takes a process. I I get that. And I think Paul would understand that too. But he's saying don't carry this from season to season. Because if you do, you'll be that person who walks around with a really short fuse. Who's willing to blow up at any moment. Because anger has become such a big part of your life. And I I want you guys to see this. um, A pastor was speaking and he was speaking about something just like this. And he was talking about anger. And, and there's times where, where people push us and they, they make us really angry or, or they make us really upset. And like I was saying before, we, we always blame everyone else for our anger, right? And, and, and so they, they rock the boat, right? And he looked at the water and he said, what's coming out is already what's on in the inside. That person didn't put that in there. They're just pushing you around a little bit. There was already anger and hate in your heart. And now it's just showing itself. It's manifesting in your life because it's been in your heart for so long. And so, yeah, we can blame everyone else and point the finger at everyone else. But that's, that hate and that anger has really been inside of you this whole time. And it's just showing itself as you're being pushed, as you're going through difficult and hard times. So, so many of us need to see that the anger has followed us from one season to the next Let's go to verse 27. And do not give the devil a foothold. (laughs) Guys, when we choose to let anger in our heart, it's like we're opening up the door of our heart and we're saying, all right, 
Satan, you, you can have a place in my heart. You can rearrange this whatever way you want. Now, that, that sounds extreme, but that's what Paul tells us right here in, that vo- in this verse, that when we do that, we open up our heart to that. We're saying and telling the enemy that he can come right on in and rearrange things however he wants. That's why it does so much damage to us. It's because we're giving an open pass to the enemy to come in and do whatever he wants. Now we're going to jump down to verse 31, and it says this, Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. And like I was saying before, some of you guys would, would say, but Joey, but Paul, you don't get it. You don't know the offense that's been done to me. You don't know how hard and how difficult my situation was. But Paul would tell you tonight, he would say, get rid of it at whatever cost. Get rid of those things because the enemy has a foothold in your life because of it. And you can think that these things are going to make that bitterness is going to make you feel better, but it won't. The rage, the anger, the brawling, the slander, all products of of that anger in your life, the malice, they're not going to make you feel better. Get rid of them tonight. Do whatever it takes. It's not bearing good fruit in your life. And then he says this in verse 32. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. Now, some of you guys have given that foothold to the enemy in your life, and you want to get rid of that tonight. This is how you do it. This is how you break the ties of anger on your life. It has such a grip on some of you guys tonight, and it's done so much damage to so many relationships already. And this is the key right here. It's to be kind. In those moments where you're feeling really angry, that you would choose to be kind instead of lash out in anger. To be compassionate. To look at that person's scenario. Maybe they have a really tough thing going on at home or in their life. And that's part of the reason why they're treating you that way. It's being able to look into that person's life and see life from their view. Compassion just like Jesus has showed compassion to you. It's forgiving. It's letting go of that debt that you feel like you need to get them back with. This is how you break that tie. This is how you heal those relationships. This is how you thrive one day in a relationship, is by learning and growing through these different things. Now, a couple months ago in... um, in Sunday school, we were teaching about the monsters that come outside of, in, outside of us sometimes, that live inside of us, that show themselves sometimes. And this was the bottom line for the kids. And I thought it was so good. It said, take a step back so you don't blow your stack. Really kind of rhymy and cheesy, but so good. And I think if some of us could get that, that sometimes we just need to take a step back before we blow up, before we explode, and look at the situation that we'd be compassionate in that moment instead of angry, that we would show them kindness instead of exploding. What a difference that would make in that person's life if we met them with kindness instead of anger. And so here's tonight's bottom line, which what I want you guys to get is get a hold on your anger before it gets a hold of you. Get a hold of your anger. Start dealing with that anger in your life before it has a total hold on you. 
And I can't stress it to you guys enough how much damage it will do in your future relationship one day, in your current relationships, if you don't deal with this. How much hurt you will cause people that you love if you keep letting this anger go free in your life. It's something that God wants you to bring under check tonight and start dealing with. Of course, as I was preparing for this message, God had to let me go through something really, uh, this exact situation actually. And yesterday, someone said something extremely hurtful to me. So someone was texting me and every part of me wanted to lash out in anger. I wanted to tear this person to pieces for the things that they were saying to me. They didn't know the situation in which they were talking about. And normally with this person, this is one of those people that has a way of pushing my buttons. Um, I always lash back in anger. And I was thinking about how I was going to have to stand on stage tonight and talk to you guys about all of this. And I had to make a choice. And every, in, everything inside me was boiling. And I wanted to feel that justification of letting that anger out. But I did my best. And I took a step back. And I chose compassion. And, and I even had a, after they were texting me and saying all these things, I had a face-to-face encounter with that person. And I chose to not say anything to them. Even though every part of me wanted to lash out. And you know what? I was so grateful that I didn't. Because I just would have said things that I regret. I would have stooped to their level and done a lot of damage to their life like they had hurt me in some deep ways. And I'm so glad that I took the step back in that moment and decided to have compassion on that person instead of lashing out in anger. Because I know how quickly it can get a hold of my heart. How easily hate can come in and do so much damage to all my other relationships. And so in that moment, I was able to take that step back. And so what I want you guys to get tonight is get a hold of anger before it gets a hold of you because it would love to do so much damage in your life. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for tonight, Lord. And I I just pray, Jesus, that you would really set some people free tonight, God, who have really been struggling with anger, God, who have just been letting it run free in their life, Lord. I pray that tonight, that you would break those ties in their life, God, that you would loosen the grip of anger in their life, God, that they wouldn't continue down that road and that path and see so much damage happen because of that. Let tonight, God, you would wake them up, Lord, that you would shake them up tonight, God, that something would stir inside of them tonight. This is my life can't stay this way. I can't keep going down this road. I pray, God, that you would save them tonight, God, and you would begin to heal them of that tonight. I pray, God, just for someone who is here tonight, and, and maybe anger isn't their thing, but there is something really deep going on in their life. I pray, Jesus, that you would meet them and let them know tonight, God, that you set us free from the chains in our lives, God, that you break them, Lord, that you have power and dominion over all things. And so tonight, God, I pray as the band leads us in a couple more songs that there would be healing released, God, that there would be choices made towards freedom. God, I pray tonight that you would heal years of anger in families, God. I pray that you'd restore lost friendships tonight, God, because anger got in the middle of it, that tonight, God, that we would find the source 
of our anger, that we wouldn't let it carry from season to season, God. But tonight we would make a choice to not let it go any further, that we would deal with it tonight, God, and see our hearts set free so we can have relationships and friendships like you desire and you want from us. We love you so much, Jesus. We pray all these things in your son's name.